Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghub Manavalan. It's Wednesday. Today's show, what else could it be? Congressman Kevin McCarthy. Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy's career law. The Republican frontrunner, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, Kevin has McCarthy. already Kevin had McCarthy three, three, three votes in a row today. Back. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The question I had, the question that most people had when it comes to the House Speaker saga, how long can this go on? Playbook editor Mike DeBonis and co-author Rachel Bade are here to break it all down. So looking back on yesterday, to the extent the plan was to go to the fore and fight, it didn't really go well, right? I mean, he ended up uh, with fewer votes at the end of the day than he had at the beginning of the day. What reason is there to think that Kevin McCarthy could pick up any support in the next few hours before the uh, House comes back in at noon today? Well, I think, you know, if Republicans are sort of being honest with themselves, and some are obviously more, more candid privately than they're willing to say publicly, I think it's difficult to see a path uh, for McCarthy to get the gavel at this point. We talked in Monday's playbook about how his detractors have privately indicated to us that even if he were to give them every rules change they're demanding, they still don't want to vote for him because they don't trust him. And so he's sort of run out of options there when it comes to horse trading to get these votes. The other thing we've seen over the past 24 hours is Donald Trump has kind of gone silent on him. Um, Trump had been making calls behind the scenes. Colleague uh, Meredith McGraw has reported. But after McCarthy went to the floor uh, and Trump saw on national TV that he couldn't do it, not once, but not even three times, uh, Trump went quiet and he's not really doing a lot of whipping anymore. In fact, he told NBC in an interview tonight, um, he sort of refused to say whether he stood by his endorsement of McCarthy and just said, quote, we'll see what happens, uh, which is not uh, good for McCarthy. Right. If Donald Trump, the, you know, the, still the dominant figure in the Republican Party and someone that, to, to put it mildly, Kevin McCarthy has cozied up to uh, assiduously over the past six, seven years, isn't firmly in his quarter and can't close the deal for him. Like who else is out there? You know, we were sort of monitoring the the Fox News hosts last night, you know, the Tucker Carlson's and Sean Hannity's and Warren Ingram's. And did you see any sign there that they're they're getting any help from that uh, from that quarter? No, it, it seems, I mean, kind of tepid on both sides. I mean, Tucker Carlson said that these conservatives who are opposing McCarthy because he has no conservative core uh, are correct. And so he sort of endorsed that, but but didn't outright say McCarthy should, you know, withdraw his bid or, or something of that nature. And then following his show, we saw Sean Hannity, who obviously also has a big following and a lot of, of power with the base. Uh, he seemed to be sending a message to conservatives saying, look, you know, if you guys agree on 80 percent of things, you know, that should be enough to unite the conference and move forward. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of like naming and shaming on Fox News last night, which I don't think is going to help McCarthy. I don't know that it helps his detractors much either. But if this stalemate continues, uh, it doesn't bode well for McCarthy. I mean, he's the one who's got to get the votes and he's the one who's got to flip these detractors if he wants to get there. OK, Rachel, this is kind of a crazy question, but how would you describe the vibe right now? Like, how long can this go on? Is this really going to be Groundhog Day over and over again? Or at some point, is this something got to give? I mean, members are clearly frustrated, right? I mean, they flipped the House. They want the headlines to be focused on a Republican takeover. 
or the GOP checking the Biden administration. And right now, uh, everybody is talking about and following all this drama. And that is, you know, sucking up all the energy. But I think, I mean, you asked the right question, the one I think everybody's asking right now, which is, you know, how long can this carry on for? Folks have told me privately that the more times he tries to get the gavel, the more likely we are to see even people who are supporting McCarthy right now peel off. Um, At some point, you know, Republicans are going to go public and say, look, he's not going to get there. He's never going to get there. We need to move on. I don't know if that's today. I don't know if it's tomorrow or, you know, next week or next month. But this sort of protracted state of uncertainty and not moving forward at some point, you know, people are just not going to tolerate it anymore. Yesterday, during a private conference meeting before these votes started, McCarthy tried to make this argument to his members that he was, quote, owed the speakership or or had earned it, uh, sort of pointing to all the campaign money he has raised, all the members he's gotten elected, and his position leading them for the past few years. But I've had people tell me, and just a couple of weeks ago, someone said to me some something that sort of stuck with me was that you're not entitled to the speakership. And when McCarthy was making that argument, I was getting, you know, texts from Republicans sort of echoing that same sentiment. Uh, you know, folks are going to start to say or could start to say, you know, he's making this too much about himself. And, you know, that's where we're going to have to watch that that dynamic and see if he he loses support because people just start to get frustrated with him. And let's just step back. And what does this say about this new House Republican majority and their ability to govern, you know, their ability to do things like pass bills to uh, raise the debt ceiling, which is going to have to be done later this year, to, to pass a spending bill, which is going to have to be done later this year. Right now, the House actually isn't technically constituted. We don't, they can't pass legislation. There's technically, these are still members elect. They're not even full-fledged House members. What is the saying about that whole governance question? It doesn't bode well for them. I mean, I think we're looking at a really ugly two years here in Washington, and it's not just going to be gridlock where, you know, nothing gets passed. I mean, we could see government shutdown after government shutdown. You mentioned the debt ceiling. Um, You know, these conservatives are clearly feeling emboldened and, you know, they've been threatening not to raise a debt ceiling without steep cuts to mandatory spending, which is something Democrats are frankly not going to give them. So if they can't even agree on who is going to lead them. I mean, how are they going to govern? How are they going to do this? And I think, you know, if McCarthy is not the speaker, if it ends up being someone else, which it's looking increasingly likely that that will be the case, it doesn't really matter who that person is. I mean, these conservatives are going to continue to sort of run circles around whoever ends up being speaker. And that is going to very much, you know, potentially put the economy in peril. And again, we'll see like multiple shutdowns and it's going to be utter chaos. While all eyes in D.C. are on the Hill and Kevin McCarthy's, let's call it, tumultuous quest for speaker, White House correspondent and West Wing playbook co-author Eli Stokels is here with an update on how things are going on in the White House. Eli, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Um, So first things first, uh, what do you know about the reaction over the speaker vote in the White House? Uh, Well, there's the public reaction, which is very buttoned up. And then there's, you know, just the fact that look, these folks have television sets in every office throughout the West Wing. They're seeing the same wall to wall coverage of this as everyone else. There's no avoiding it. And when you talk to people privately, what they tell you is 
you know, this is basically underlining the argument that the president has been making for a couple of years now about MAGA Republicans. He distinguishes the more extreme uh, Republicans who are the ones making Kevin McCarthy's life difficult Hmm. uh, at the moment. He distinguishes them from, you know, the other Republicans who are more traditional, more uh, have been around a long time like Biden has, who are willing to sit down and hammer out deals uh, when that makes sense to do. So, you know, he's trying to give those Republicans uh, some room to separate themselves. Uh, but really, you know, this is a president now with the Republican majority in the House. He knows that the window for really doing big legislative things has closed. Hmm. They feel like they got most of the big things that they wanted to do in the first two years done. Uh, this now is going to be about continuing to go out and sell what they've done. But, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that when the president has been saying basically, look, we're the grownups, we're in charge, this is what you wanted, it's less chaos, we're getting things done, we're working with Republicans when we can, and they feel validated by the midterm vote and the fact that the, they held on to the Senate and, you know, the margin of the House was a lot smaller and there's the best showing a incumbent Democratic presidents had in decades uh, in their midterm election. They feel validated by that. They feel like they're on the right side. They're going to continue doing that and talking about uh, what they've done, how it's impacting people, staying above the fray. And the fact that, you know, Republicans can't even get on the same page to, you know, find, create, you know, basically affirm a speaker um, and start business of the House. Uh, I mean, members haven't even been sworn in yet because mm-hmm. they can't do that because there's no speaker. And so it's just total chaos. And it's it's presenting um, a pretty clear contrast. Uh, and the White House likes that contrast. And they're happy to let this continue to, to play out. Yeah, I know there hasn't been any um, official announcement when it comes from uh, President Biden about a 2024 campaign, but I would wager that the last two months might be a built-in advertisement for that campaign should it happen. I can't think of anything going better on his end, really, than what's going on. Yeah, I mean, to come out of the midterms, have that go as well as it did. And, you know, I think that they would tell you they would prefer that Democrats held on to the House. Uh, But, you know, this current scenario with such a tiny majority for Republicans that basically Kevin McCarthy... Uh, has the Freedom Caucus holding a gun to his head at all times. Um, it's not going to make it easy uh, to govern. Um, and, and there may be, you know, things that come up down the road um, that are really difficult because things have to get done, um, you know, like budget bills. Um, and it's unclear if this House majority will be able to pass them. Um, so, you know, it's not like it's all, uh, you know, uh, sunshine and rainbows for this White House. Mm. Um, but to come out of that election, to feel completely validated by it, and then to to look across the aisle and see Republicans um, appearing to not get the message at all uh, that voters want less chaos, um, more stability, you know, candidates that are about doing things rather than just denying the 2020 election results. Um, it does not appear that the people who are calling the shots right now in the Republican House uh, caucus are heeding that message or or capable of heeding it. You know, these are the people who are who are the most beholden to the former president, President Trump. And, you know, it just, it continues to make that contrast uh, incredibly stark. And the White House feels like, look, they've made that contrast themselves. They did pretty well in the midterms and heading into what's likely to be a re-election cycle for the president himself. Um, you know, they they like where they're at. I mean, I think that this dynamic is one that probably makes it more likely rather than less likely uh, for Biden to seek four more years. 
Uh, you mentioned how the Biden administration is looking to kind of stay above the fray, at least publicly. Uh, so what do you know about what's on the Biden calendar to start the year? You know, the first thing that he's doing is Wednesday, he's going to Kentucky and he's talking, you know, he's going to be at an event with Mitch McConnell, um, which is obviously a, a big, uh, you know, effort to demonstrate real bipartisanship. Um, and it's an it's an event about the reconstruction and stabilization of a bridge that has long been in disrepair. And, you know, a bridge that connects Kentucky and Ohio and that has sort of been the backdrop for a number of presidents. President Trump gave a speech there hmm. um, about infrastructure, didn't get infrastructure done. Well, Biden, with some Republicans, got the infrastructure overhaul done. This bridge is being fixed. And so that is the first event of the year. Friday, he's doing um, a, a speech and the speech is marking the second anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. And so those events tell you the kind of, you know, where the president wants to go. The, the, you know, maybe there's some legislative work that can get done on immigration at some point. Uh, maybe it would be bipartisan. Hard to see right now with this Republican House. But the focus now is not so much on legislating uh, and taking big swings and passing, um, you know, historic legislation. It's on going out every day, uh, whether at the White House or traveling out to the states, and just drawing attention to the fact that, look, Democrats, sometimes working with Republicans, have accomplished things. Those things are starting to take shape. They're going to make people's lives materially better. These things are tangible. You know, a new bridge is is tangible. Uh, a new factory opening up, assembling microchips as a result of the, the chips bill that passed last year. That's a real thing. Those are real jobs. So you're going to see a lot this year from the president, uh, cabinet members, and wh where they can with lawmakers, uh, Democrats, obviously, but possibly some Republicans too, and they're willing to go out and talk about the fact that, look, they're focused on actual things, not vendettas, not settling scores, hmm. not tribal tribal wars, culture wars, uh, litmus tests. They're just trying to to govern, and they have governed, and now they're implementing the the laws that they've passed, um, and trying to talk about the effects of that. And I think that you know they feel like they have a a strong foundation uh, to build on after the first two years, and a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Uh, because they did end up getting a lot of consequential laws passed. So, you know, I don't know that there's anything um, in the offing right away where we're, we're going to come out and say, oh, well, immigration, that's where, the, you know, it's just right, right. Th th these two years are going to be very different than the last two years. Um, and now it's really about, you know, making that case to the public, drawing those contrasts uh, implicitly and explicitly and, you know, starting to, to gear up for likely a reelection cycle. Building bridges literally, uh, figuratively, too, maybe the perfect metaphor. Yep. Um, all right. Eli Stokels, co-author of West Wing Playbook, White House correspondent for Politico. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.